the Apostle Peter gives us some wonderful instructions as to how we're to live our lives as Christians. In this, the 23rd edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to go to his first epistle and learn from these instructions. In the second chapter of that first epistle of Peter, beginning with verse 11 and going through verse 17, Peter instructed his readers, Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using your liberty as a cloak for vice, but as servants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Now you'll note, first of all, that Peter addresses these Christians here as pilgrims, or sojourners. It's the same name that he gives them in the beginning of his epistle in chapter 1 and verse 1. It indicates to us the lack of common ground that Christians have with the world around them. A Christian is to understand that he does not fit in. He does not belong in the world. The world is evil. The Christian is to be righteous. The world is dark, sin, hate. And the Christian is to be light, righteousness, and love. But this will be accomplished only if we consider ourselves to be strangers in a foreign land. You cannot please God and at the same time act like a native of this world. The word sojourner comes from the Greek word xenos, and it indicates an individual who is a stranger or an alien. Way back 26 years ago, I graduated from high school and had an opportunity to travel to Europe. We went to such places as, as England, Belgium, France, and Italy. And in that trip, that short trip, I learned from that what it meant to be an alien or a stranger. I didn't know the language. I mean, even in London, England, much of what was said was strange to my ears. I didn't know the customs. The food was strange. I was raised uh, on cheeseburgers and my mama's meatloaf. I didn't know the people. Now, it was a fine place to visit. But I didn't fit in. I wasn't as comfortable as I would be at home. And this is the way that Christians ought to feel as we travel about in this world. Let me ask you, does the immorality, the crassness, the materialism, the anger of this world upset you? Or do you just fit right in? You see, Peter here is exhorting his readers because of the fact that they were pilgrims and sojourners not fit in, to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. I don't believe that we can overemphasize the danger of these fleshly lusts. God expects of us purity. The Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 5 gives a list of the fruit of the Spirit. That list says we have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as the fruit of the Spirit. Warring against this fruit of the Spirit, this list, are the lusts of the flesh. And again, in that fifth chapter of Galatians, in verses 16 and 17, Paul 
indicates that there is a warfare going on between the Spirit and the flesh. He writes, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Again, notice, these things are contrary to one another. You can't be pleasing to God and engage in fleshly lusts. But you notice back in 1 Peter, the result, if you live a life of purity in the midst of this perverse generation, if you as a Christian today live a life of dedication and righteousness, you will be attacked by the minions of Satan. But God will be glorified by your good works which they observe. And so each of us are to abstain from fleshly lust and have our conduct honorable as befitting children of God. Now Peter doesn't stop here with his exhortation to morality. He also addresses the Christian's responsibility to the government. We are, he says, to submit ourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. You notice the word every there. This removes any exception other than a law, of course, which would violate the higher law of God. We're fortunate in this nation to have the opportunity to change laws and social policy through legal means. We don't have to resort to disobedience and lawlessness. And brethren, the end does not justify the means. Those who are Christians are to conduct themselves honorably and lawfully. Give no one cause to blaspheme God by your civil or criminal disobedience to the laws of our land. Brethren, passages such as this one found in 1 Peter are passages that we need to study so that we can become aware of our responsibilities as we live our lives day by day as strangers, as pilgrims or sojourners upon this earth. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.